Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to the Word of the Lord. We're going to the book of John, chapter 12, verse 23, and I need you to help me tonight. Throw an amen in and just energize me, okay? I'm going back to full schedule this week. Those who have Bible studies with me, check with me because I intend to be teaching around 10 home Bible studies this week, and I believe that God's going to bless it. If you haven't got a Bible study yet, get one. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to John chapter 12 and verse 23. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. I felt the Lord impress my heart with this subject. The hour is come that Jesus should be glorified. Praise God. Would you just clap your hands to the Lord right now? Oh, hallelujah. I give you praise, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What a wonderful God. What a wonderful God. And if you promise to preach with me, you may be seated. The rest of you may remain standing. Uh-oh. It's kind of like the preacher said something like that, and a guy was standing. He said, Pastor, I don't know what you just said, but just you and I are still standing. Hallelujah. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. God has given a divine order, a sequence of events, a master plan for the universe, for the stars, for the earth, for his church. He has a purpose and a season. God has a divine will and a divine order for every one of our lives. Whether you're watching online or whether you're in this building, God has a divine order. God's will may not be fulfilled in your life if you are unwilling to trust God's timing and order of events. Listen carefully when I tell you that Abraham and Sarah brought great sorrow upon themselves when they tried to preempt God's timing and force God's will for tomorrow into their today. God's timing is just as critical as God's will. Can I get an amen? amen? God's delays are not God's denials. That's right. That's right. 
Just like he has a will, he has a time. God's perfect plan for our lives can only be fulfilled inside of God's timing. On Palm Sunday, it was just five days before Jesus would go to the cross. He began to weep as he beheld the city of Jerusalem, saying, If thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. Jesus lamented, If you had only known, if you could only have understood in this thy day. He said to them, to his Old Testament people, this was your appointed and ordained time. I came to bring you peace in this thy day to receive the things which would bring you peace. Because God's natural people, the Jews, missed God's divine order, God's sequence of events, God's master plan, it caused Jesus to weep and say, For the day shall come upon thee, that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee round, and keep thee in on every side, and shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee. And they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because, why? Thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. On the balcony of space stepped a pure and holy God, and in awesome solitude, he stood alone. Not one faint star to give him light, just endless rolling blackest night, but somehow through all the darkness he could see. He saw mountains high and lofty. He saw valleys lush and green. He saw babbling brooks, wild flowers grow, and even heard a robin sing. But he felt a strange compassion, as close as love to love as pain can be, standing out there in his tomorrows. He saw me. He saw me in his likeness. He saw me just like him, pure, clean, holy, spotless, white within. But he saw me bound in heavy chains and longed to set me free. But he knew if I became like him, he must become like me. Amen. Folks, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. I was praying and talking to God, and of course the last several days have been probably some of the most difficult days of my life, to be quite honest with you. And I know I'm 68 years old. Some of you didn't know that. And I've had my mother all my life. But I felt the Lord speak to me in this time of, of solitude and kind of walking around, praying, talking to God. 
And I felt him say that the hour is come, that the Son of Man should be glorified in Augusta, Maine, in the Kennebec Valley, in the state of Maine, and yes, even around the world. It's not just something I'm telling you because I needed something to preach tonight. There's a lot of stuff that could be preached. But I felt the Lord impress me that the time has now come. The hour is come that Jesus should be glorified, whether it be at the prison or at the nursing home or in the parks or in the housing developments with the children, with the adults and with the seniors. It is time for Jesus to be glorified in our city. Now, I was reading in the Word of God, and Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you. Did you know that verily I say unto you is a phrase used only by the Lord Jesus in the entire New Testament? You will find nobody else saying that phrase, Verily, I say unto you. And then only in the book of John, only in that one gospel, you find 25 times this sentence or this phrase where Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto you. It's a sentence or phrase that's only used in the gospel of John and only 25 times and always by the Lord. One translation by Kenneth Taylor of this scripture says, of verily, verily, I say unto you, he says, quote, with all the earnestness I possess, I tell you this. You see, verily, verily, I say unto you comes from the Greek and Hebrew word, amen. We use amen at the end of our prayers. But I was reading, and Bible scholars tell us that leading off with amen, or verily, verily, I say unto thee, or verily, I say unto thee, not only implies that what follows is true, but also that the person making the statement has firsthand knowledge and authority about it. So when Jesus leads off with the words, verily, verily, not only is he saying, with all the earnestness I possess, I tell you this, he is also saying, I know this is true firsthand. Jesus is not merely aware of these truths. He is the one who originated them. The disciples and others listening to Jesus' words would have understood the use of these phrases in exactly that way. So when we read Jesus' words beginning with verily or truly, we should recall the deeper meaning. What follows is not an opinion of Jesus Christ. What follows when he says, verily, verily, I send to you, what follows that are indisputable facts about which he, as God manifest in flesh, has intimate, personal, firsthand knowledge. Therefore, he is the only one 
who uses the phrase, verily, verily, I say unto you, Whenever you come to a passage in the New Testament where Jesus in the book of John and one of the 25 times in the gospel according to John says, verily, verily, I say unto you, don't mess with that. That is something that is extremely important. Don't deviate from it. Don't make light of it. Don't try changing it. You don't understand that when a passage is let off with the words, verily, verily, I say unto you, and the man speaking is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever comes after that, verily, verily, I send to you, is something that is extremely important. So important that only Jesus Christ was allowed to use that phrase. And he says, amen, amen. What I tell you, I want you to pay very close attention to. What I tell you, I tell you with all earnestness. And he says, by saying, verily, verily, I say unto you, he's saying, this is something I know to be a fact. Well, I can't be an apostolic without stopping just for a minute and getting off my subject because one of those 25 places is John chapter 3, verse 3, where Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. If you're going to mess with the Scripture, you better not mess with that one. I advise you not to mess with any of them. But I especially advise you when Jesus says, with all the earnestness I possess, I tell you this, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. John 3, 5, don't play with that. Don't deviate with that. Don't assume that the Lord is going to change that. To everybody you talk to, let them know that the author of salvation, the Alpha and Omega, said, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Somebody say hallelujah. This message must be preached throughout the Kennebec Valley. It must be preached through all of central Maine. It must be preached throughout the whole state of Maine. It must be preached all across this nation, all New England. It must be preached to the West Coast and to the South Coast. And I'm telling you that Jesus Christ is saying to this church tonight that the hour for His glorification has come. That the hour that we've been praying for is now coming to pass. Somebody say praise God. When I read in John chapter 12 and verse 24 where Jesus said, verily, verily I say unto you immediately I looked to see what could be so important that he would lead off with amen, amen. Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. I come with an urgent message. The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. The time for unprecedented numbers of people from this region 
and beyond to be saved from the flames of hell is now, I say unto you, in the name of Jesus, God is ready to use you in a way that you've never been used before. This is why one of the reasons I wanted to show you so many things that are going on, and that's not even half of what's going on with the church members and people and saints of God that you're doing every time you're witnessing to your neighbor, every time you're falling upon your knees beside your couch or beside your bed and wetting that couch with tears and praying for the lost. I'm here to tell you that God is ready to use you in a way that you have never been used before. I feel in the Holy Ghost that there will be signs and wonders greatly multiplied in this area, in this region of the world. I want you to know that the Holy Ghost is moving upon me to tell you that the hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Listen carefully to the words of our Lord Jesus. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. Unless a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it will just remain one single solitary grain. There is no question. This is the hour. The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. I know I spoke about the timing, and I can tell you in the Holy Ghost that the timing now is right, that this is the appointed time, that God has brought us together as a team. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it will abide alone. In other words, it will produce no fruit. Unless it dies, it will abide alone and will not produce the rich and beautiful harvest that Almighty God has reserved for this appointed time. If you're willing to crucify your pride, your prejudice, if you're willing to crucify your ambitions, if you're willing to give up some of your fun times, if you're willing to give up whatever Jesus asked you to give up, all right, all right, I promise you that the time has come. Uh-huh. And I stand here like Jesus stood on the mount overlooking the city and I pray to God that I don't have to weep and say oh if you had only known the time of your visitation but I stand here tonight telling you that if you're willing to lay it all down for the glory of the Lord Jesus even if it means everybody listen somebody else gets the credit If you're willing to join hands and join hearts with your brothers and sisters, if you're willing to sacrifice whatever needs to be sacrificed, for amen, amen, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it will abide alone, it will produce no fruit. Unless it dies, it will abide alone and will not produce the rich and beautiful harvest that Almighty God has reserved for this divinely appointed time. 
I have to tell you that this is it. Ready or not, here we are. It's not dependent on how well I feel. It's not dependent upon whether someone I love has just passed away. It's not dependent upon how I feel at all. It's dependent upon the sovereign clock of God. And I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost that God is ready to multiply your church. God is ready to multiply you. If a corn of wheat will fall into the ground and die, if we're willing to give ourselves to it, Somebody say, well, I want to live for God. I just, I have a hard time putting the time into it. Listen, you cannot, you will not see this happen in your spare time. We're going to have to pull like we've never pulled before, but God is ready to grant to us a harvest. And it can't be, I want credit, he wants credit, she wants credit, fully on that. Let all the glory go to Jesus. The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. After winning her first Olympic gold medal at the 2004 Olympics, D.D. Trotter returned to the 2008 Games hungry for another gold in the four by 400 meter relay. However, Didi was nursing a knee injury at the time. And just as the team was moving from the warm up area to the track, she made a most difficult decision. She decided to withdraw from the event. After asking herself if it would hurt her team's chances of advancing, by trying to run when she wasn't at her physical best, she decided that yes, it would. She said, I had to let one of my other teammates run in my place. And she was prepared to do so. It wasn't the easiest decision, but it was the decision I had to make for the team, says D.D. This selfless action allowed her teammates to record a season best time and take home the gold medal. I know another story. Although it had been 62 years since Americans had meddled in bobsled, true sport ambassador Steve Messler and his teammates defied all odds by winning the gold medal in Vancouver at the 2010 Winter Olympics. The four, along with their night train sled, used teamwork to overcome a dangerous track snowy conditions, and even a degenerative eye disease that driver Steve Holcomb had to end the drought. Here's what they said. We train countless hours to perform at the highest level in the world for five seconds at a time. Steve Messler explains about what you could call the five most important seconds of teamwork in any sport. He said, if all four of us aren't in the same mindset to ensure that that time spent is as close to perfect as can be, then it's all for naught coming together in intense moments to perform as a team is the essence of an Olympic bobsled. He said, we all have to be in the same mindset and we have to all work together. 
we come together in intense moments. And they took the gold home for their team and for their nation. And I say to you tonight, if any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. You see, what the devil would like to do is to stop us from being in agreement. But if we can agree together, then we will not miss this momentous opportunity that God is placing directly in front of the church. I see that this church is going to grow to where we will need several pastors. I'm seeing that this church will grow until we see evangelizing going out throughout the county and out throughout the Kennebec Valley. I see missionaries coming from this church. I see preachers and, and evangelists and pastors going out from this church. I see a revival like we've never seen before and it happens as we all pull together in the name of Jesus to glorify the name of the Lord I'm sorry we can't wait for you to get over the sniffles I'm sorry we can't wait for you to have your perfect day I'm sorry, we can't wait until you like everybody, love everybody. I'm just going to tell you, you need right now, you may not see eye to eye with everybody, but you're going to have to walk hand in hand. We're going to move forward. And the beautiful thing about it is, this revival will bring in your children, your moms and your dads, your cousins, your aunts and your uncles. The sacrifice that you make will be well worth it. But I'm appealing, I'm appealing to you as the body of Christ here in Augusta. I'm appealing to you, how bad do you want this revival? How bad do you want to see a revival that would turn Wilson Street into Azusa Street? How bad do you want to see your kids or your grandkids or your moms or your dads or your aunts and uncles and cousins and nephews and nieces? How bad do you want to see them stumble into the house of God and run to an altar and throw themselves down on the altar and say, Dear Jesus, I give my heart, my life, my all to you. Well, whenever the time comes that God designs to give revival. If the people of God will give all the glory to God, if they will lift up their brothers and lift up their sisters, prefer their brother, prefer their sister, be humble and walk with God, there will be a mighty revival like took place in 1906 in Azusa Street, Los Angeles, California, where a black man by the name of Seymour would spend five hours of prayer upon his knees. He was not a great preacher. He did not know a lot of great messages, but he knew the Lord Jesus Christ. And he prayed for like two and a half years, five hours a day, praying to God. And suddenly, my friends, a Holy Ghost revival broke out. Out. And so many millions of people today have been baptized uh, with the Holy Ghost because uh, of a little man who knelt, uh, who only lived to be 50-something years of age, uh, but gave himself to the gospel. And because of that, millions upon millions are now filled with the Holy Ghost around the world. 
I feel in the Holy Ghost. The enemy knows that this is our time. This is our day. If we pass this moment, it will be downhill from here on. But if we recognize our time, if we recognize this is the hour, this is what I want you to do. With one hand, reach out to your brother. With the other hand, reach out to God. Because in the Holy Ghost, I believe that God is going to lift up the name of Jesus like it's never been lifted up. God has already shown me that the water saved of this era of time are to be bountifully blessed, hallelujah, greatly favored, that God is going to multiply us, and God is going to show His glory by multiplying signs and wonders among us. Come on, hallelujah, come on, come on, come on, wake up and smell the roses. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Don't let God stand over you and say, if only you had known your hour, if only you had known your time of visitation. I urgently call to you tonight. Agree with me. Agree that it's time for Jesus to be glorified. Agree with me that he is worthy of all praise. Agree with me that the Spirit of God is going to roar through this Kennebec Valley like a roaring fire. Agree with me that the Holy Spirit of God is going to move in a mighty way. Listen, let, let me tell you what. Don't let your eyes get on distractions. If you notice somebody else's fault, stop it, please. Before you try picking the moat out of somebody else's eye, get the log out of yours. No one called you to be a judge. With the same judgment you judge, the Bible says you shall be judged. Have you looked in the mirror recently? And if God would have mercy upon you, then God will have mercy on the others. We have a pastor. The pastor will straighten things out at times. Sometimes you may love me. Other times you may hate me. I never go to bed at night asking myself this question. Is everybody happy with me? Because I know I will be disappointed. The only question I ask myself when I go to bed at night is this. Jesus, are you happy with me? But as imperfect as I am, as imperfect as you may be, I still tell you that if we're willing to lay it all down, if we're willing to say, I don't care who gets the credit, I want to see my boy saved. I want to see my daughter saved. I want to see my relatives. I want to see my city saved. I want to see people getting healed on the streets of Augusta. I want to see people being delivered on the streets of Augusta and around the Kennebec Valley. Hallelujah. The hour has come. 
that the Son of Man should be glorified in Augusta, the Kennebec Valley, the state of Maine, and in the regions beyond. By God's grace, I don't intend to be singing, I don't think that I can take it, because it took so long to bake it, and I'll never have that recipe again. Oh, no. By the grace of God, I stretch my hands out to you and I say, agree with me. The power of agreement, if any two shall agree, it shall be done of them, of my Father which is in heaven. I come tonight and I'm just about done preaching. But I feel the Holy Ghost all the way down to my feet right now. I feel a tingling of the Spirit, and I know that this is not just ordinary days. We've had some great revivals. We've seen God do some great things. We've had buildings full over the years, several different times. We've seen God do all kinds of incredible things, but the Holy Ghost is signifying to the church that this is the hour that Jesus should be glorified. That everybody in the Kennebec Valley should have an opportunity to hear about baptism in the name of Jesus. That everybody in the Kennebec Valley and the regions beyond should be able to hear about and experience the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, you might be arguing over what flavor you like. Those poor people have never had any flavor. While you're thinking about, well, I'd rather have it this way or that way, they're plunging over the edge of the abyss into hell. So we stiffen our back. We say it may not be the easiest time, but it's the time that God has picked. Forward we go. I refuse to notice whatever distraction the devil tries to put in front of me. I don't care what you see on Facebook. Or Snapchat. I don't care what you see on any social media. I do hope that you're not the author of anything that shouldn't be. Tonight we put the Holy Ghost blinders on and we're going to plow a straight furrow. We're going to preach there's one God, and Jesus is his name. We're going to preach water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. We're going to preach that everybody must receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, and when they do, they will speak with other tongues. And God is going to pour out his spirit in the building of the church, but he will also pour it out in homes up and down the streets. He will also pour the Holy Ghost out in the Kennebec County Jail. He will also pour the Holy Ghost out in nursing homes. He will also pour the Holy Ghost out on bus ministry. It's just a matter of whether or not somebody is willing to hear the voice of the Lord say, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat 
fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. It's amazing what Jesus can do with two small fish. Oh, I don't have much to offer. I'll knock it off. You've been called of God. God can take your two small fish and feed 5,000, have 12 baskets left over. It never was about how good you are or how talented you are. Don't you know it was always about Him? Don't you know that no matter how weak you may feel, that in your weakness God is made perfect in His strength, that no flesh should glory in His presence? You are hereby called into active service by the Holy Ghost. All retirements are put off. You are now called into active service. And you're about to see some miracles that are going to be eye-snapping, eye-popping miracles. For God is ready now to show this city His name. Would you lift up your voices with me? And would you praise the Lord? Come on. I don't know how you feel. Just praise Him because it's true. Verily, verily, I say to you, amen, amen. I say to you, except the corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. So what if God wants you to change something that you're doing that you like to do? So what if God wants you to make a change in your appearance? What if God wants you in church on Wednesday nights? What if God wants you to go out on Saturday and walk the streets and lay hands on the sick and the sick recover? What if everybody put their heart and mind in action? Brother Aaron, you hear me? This is the time of the harvest. Start the tractors. Get into the field. The fields are white, all ready to harvest. Somebody may, may be using a, a little tractor. Somebody else may use a great big tractor. Somebody might be using a John Deere. Somebody else might be driving an international. It's not what you're driving. It's the fact that we got to get into the field. If I have to take a bag and put it over my shoulder, I got to get into the field. If I can win one soul from hell. And the pastor walked by me, and he never even shook my hand. <laughs> that's not you. That's, that's some. 
the devil says, they don't even care if you're in this church or not. What's he doing? I got a feeling that you're probably very talented in a certain area. And when that talent gets given to God, you're, become, you're going to become so fruitful for God. The devil has to keep trying to put nonsense into your ear. I'm closing, but I, I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't think this is just to help them up, get them all excited. I believe that there is a divine timing that from this moment, if we will throw ourselves into the fields, God is going to save so many people. Agree with me. That's all I ask. Agree with me. Father, I feel your presence in this house. I know you're here. I know if there's a certain little lady over there in heaven, that if she were here right now, she'd be given a message in tongues. For I feel the Holy Ghost moving in the spirit world, and I feel it in the realm of the Holy Ghost, and I know that right now, even now, Father, the gifts of the Spirit are in this place. But Lord, you did not leave us without the gifts of the Spirit. As precious as my mama was, when you called her home, you didn't take away the gifts of the Spirit from this church. Now, Father, show yourself mighty and powerful. And let the Spirit of God move in a mighty way now, Father, and confirm your word with signs following. And let that gift, O oh Lord, be given to some of these precious people. If you let God have his way right now, God wants to use somebody right now in the gift of tongues. The Holy Ghost is here. Who will pick up that mantle? I see it coming down from heaven right now. For I am the Lord, I change not. I will do as I have said. I will certainly do what I have said I will do. The time of my appearing is nigh. And I will move in this community. I will move in this state. 
I will move in this region and around the world, and I will pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Only prepare your heart. Agree with the men of God. Unify. Let the people be one. And let the name of Jesus be exalted. For the time has come, saith the Lord, I will be glorified. Is there anybody right now that would just lift your hands and lift your hearts and with one mighty chorus can we just lift up the name of Jesus and claim these victories which will include our children whoever wants to jump to their feet and just claim these victories for God will surely do what he said he would do In the name of Jesus, come, army of God. Come, army of God. Come, army of God. For the time is now. Whatever you're going to do for Jesus, do it with all of your heart. For the time has come that Jesus should be glorified. Do it as unto the Lord. Give him your best shot. I feel in the Holy Ghost that later will be too late, but this is the hour. Therefore, we begin our prayer chain. Therefore, we begin to look to the harvest field. Find somebody to tell about Jesus. Are there any folks here tonight that would rush to the front and say, count me in? Count me in! It's not about me, it's about Jesus. Jesus, 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 be glorified. Be glorified. Jesus, 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 be glorified. The time has come. Jesus, be glorified. Jesus, be glorified. We receive this word. We believe, we'll witness, we'll share the faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Jesus, be glorified. Be glorified, Lord. Let these young people be mightily used of God. Let the adults be used of God. Let the seniors be used of God. Jesus, be glorified. Let our Bible quizzers have the Word of God in their hearts. Let our praise team have the praises of Jesus in their heart. Let our preachers have the Word in their heart. And let everybody reach into the field. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You feel the Holy Ghost. God's going to use you, sir. There's an impartation. God is imparting to you some giftings. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Let God's hand be mighty upon you right now. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All for one. One for all. What are you doing? Hallelujah. We're walking in lockstep. We're going to take this city in Jesus' name, Central Maine, here comes the gospel of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God put strength into your people. God put strength into your people. God put anointing upon your people. God, in the name of Jesus, put peace in your people's hearts and peace in your people's minds. In the name of Jesus, Lord, take all anxiety. Take all fear. Lord, take away every carnal thing. In the name of Jesus, and fill us with the love of God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, that love that was in my mother, let it all so be in us. Let the love of God shine through us, I pray. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh God, touch Ronnie Sonier tonight. Oh God, wherever he is tonight, touch him, oh Lord. God, draw him closer to you. Help him, oh Lord God. Hallelujah. Lord, in Jesus' name, touch Zachary Stoops. Draw him back to you, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus. God, there's nothing too hard for you. How many of you have a loved one right now? Lift your hands when you call that loved one's name right now. If there's a loved one that you have, you want God to touch. Would you call their name right now in Jesus' name? Call that name. Hallelujah, Jesus, for the time has come for Jesus to be glorified. Donovan Richard, in the name of Jesus. Dakota Lance, in the name of Jesus. Carissa Violet, in the name of Jesus. Our God is able. There's nothing too hard for him. Hallelujah.
And I feel the Holy Ghost right now. My God, my God. This is something we're going to have to go after with both hands. No half-hearted service, but all of us with all of our hearts until every chair is filled with tongue-talking Christians, until every balcony seat is filled with tongue-talking Christians, until the building can't hold, and we have to build another building, until the whole county of Kennebec County, until people are saying, talking about the Wilson Street Revival. God's going to do it. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, the enemy would like for you to be discouraged, but don't be discouraged. God has his hand upon us. Why would you need a hospital if everybody was well? Why would you need a church if everybody was well? So we come to the house of God. Different maladies, different sicknesses, but one great, big, wonderful God. So we support one another. We help one another. We pray for one another. And God is doing a great work. He makes all things beautiful in his time. Thank you, Jesus. Could I get you to do one more thing before we quit? Could you reach out to somebody you haven't prayed for yet? And would you pray a blessing upon somebody other than yourself? Reach out to somebody, doesn't matter who it is, and pray a blessing. Pray a blessing. In the name of Jesus, I bless you in Jesus' name. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you with peace. I bless you with joy. I bless you with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I don't see your faults. I see you beautiful in Jesus Christ. I see you being mightily used in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Satan, get behind me. I know you want to fight, but I don't have time to fool with you. There's a great harvest. A great harvest. Hallelujah.